Hey, what is going on, NBA Draft fans? Welcome to Film Sash. My name is Corey Tullaby, the NBA Draft Dude, and I am here today with a very special guest. We have Ricky Council in the house today. Ricky, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Appreciate you having me. I appreciate you coming to chop it up with uh, the No Ceilings family. Um, before we get started and breaking down some film, uh, you know, I, I think for anybody who isn't familiar with your game, how would you describe your game? Uh, very athletic, like to get downhill, um, very creative when I get to the rim, also on the perimeter as well to like get to the rim. And um, uh, just, I would say a highlight reel. <laughs> a highlight a highlight reel is definitely a good description of your game and we're going to get into a little bit of that but uh before we get into the film um tell me about this whole process man first of all congratulations on on going through it i mean this is an exciting time um so you know h- how are you feeling day to day what's your your schedule and your routine like i'm sure you're flying all over the place um you know just how's uh how are things going no, things are good. Started my uh, team workouts last week with, with all the different teams. Been to start off in Indiana, and then went to Brooklyn. Uh, went to Utah Monday, Washington Tuesday, and um, just finished off with Memphis yesterday. So it's been real good. As you just heard, that's five teams in two weeks. So been all over the place, but it's been real good though. Real excited. Love that. You a little jet lag at all? Bouncing around like that? Uh, I had a back-to-back from Utah to Washington, so that was tough. Different time zones, four-hour flight, but um, I got through it for sure. What's been your? Have you gotten to like explore the city at all? Or are you so busy that you're just like workout, hotel, next flight? Um, I think the only place I went. Oh no, I'm lying. Uh, I went out in Brooklyn. I went to Times Square, so I had to experience that. That was very live, very exciting. A lot of people out there. I uh, went out in Utah, we was downtown, so I walked around there just to like get a feel of the place. Um, that was nice as well, nicer than I thought. Cloud seemed very close, almost felt like I could jump up and touch him. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that was nice as well. I think that's – didn't get to go out in Memphis or um, or Washington. Okay, all right. I'm a New Yorker, so, you know, I, uh, I'm i glad you got to uh, see a little bit of New York City. Um, right. Yeah, so – like you said, um, you are a highlight reel, like your whole game. Uh, I, I feel like in the NBA draft space, when we talk about athleticism for this class, people go to Cam Whitmore. People might go to, you know, the Thompson twins. Where do you think you stack up as an athlete in this class? Mm. Top of the line. Um the two you just named, I've seen clips and film of them. They're very athletic as well. But uh, I just feel like my athleticism is different. Like going to the combine, my uh, vert or uh, vertical reach was not the highest, uh, probably not even top five. But so that um, not surprised me, but it just let me know. Like the things I do, I'm, I'm very athletic, but I'm not the most athletic. But it would seem like that just watching my film. I think that when we talk about athleticism a lot of times and you look at like combine numbers, sometimes you get like, you're like, oh, that guy had yeah, a, yeah. a vert like that. <laughs> but the, the difference is, is that yours is functional. Like you can actually do it in the game, in the game right? Like, so, right. like some guys, you know, the, the no step vert, whatever, 
they they can get bouncy, but you actually can get up. Um, how old were you when you first dunked? I was 14 or 15. I was the summer of my eighth grade year. So like about to go into my eighth grade year. I slipped and- in a, a dunk on, on accident, honestly, and I caught myself off guard. And then I just was trying after that. I wasn't one of the guys where uh, I was just jumping and grabbing net, trying to dunk like I was doing laps until I knew that I was really up there. I, eighth grade is is crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but as you can see in this clip here, and, you know, we showed you out in transition, you have it in the half court too. Um, you don't, like, just dunk. Like, when I watch guys who are, like, really getting up, they dunk on the way down instead yeah. of, like, you know, just maybe they got a long wingspan, they they can get the ball in the hoop. You cock that thing back on on this <laughs> cut, man. Like, you're – that's a two-hand cock-back finish. Um when you attack the rim like that, like, are you trying to like put a little little emphasis on it to let people know, like, hey, you better not, you know, get in the way, or you might end up on a poster? A uh, million percent. Um, I just, uh, I want to say dunking is not rare, but you know, it's it's not like you can get a dunk every possession. You can shoot a three any possession you want to. You can you can get a foul call and get to the free throw line a lot, but. And a dunk is like something that maybe happens maybe five times a game or less. Um, so when I get there and get the opportunity, I want to make it the most of it for sure. Yeah. And I think that one of the things watching your film this year at Arkansas that I, I thought you did such a great job of um, was cutting and like moving without the ball. Um and I love this possession because one, like, you know, it shows a little bit of your passing shots, which we'll, we'll break down a little bit later. Um, but then you do such a good job reading Matthew Mayer as he falls asleep. So just take me through this play. Like, what are you reading? At what point do you realize, like, you got the jump on him? Oh, yeah. So yeah, let's let it go back a little bit. Yeah, I came off, saw the pop. I thought he was actually going to shoot a floater. Uh, saw my man was sleep a little bit, went back door, didn't know if it was going to be open, but he made a really good pass, Makai. Um, and yeah, it was just there. And once I get the pass and I'm in that close, uh, I didn't get blocked too many times this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, uh, you definitely didn't. Um, and uh, I'll tell you what, I'm it, business decisions happen, uh, on the basketball court. There's a lot of business decisions here. You are in, in, uh, Hawaii. First of all, what was, uh, the experience like getting to play in, you know, the Maui Invitational? It was amazing. Um, outside of the Kansas game and maybe um, our overseas trip this year, this is definitely uh, very fun. Um, very, very fun. Uh, great experience. Wish we would went three and zero. Feel like we still got cheated against Creighton. To the <laughs> day, but, uh, yeah, it was, really, it was a real good experience, and I played well as well. Yeah, for sure. I love this play here too. This is kind of like the Jimmy Butler play. He runs I'm not it. He's... Lie. That looked like a play that we ran, like, but that just happened. That wasn't a play. I mean, the first part was where I came off. Yeah. It was supposed to be like for a shot. Then I didn't want it anymore. I just went back door and then he threw it and I just jumped. <laughs> <laughs> you and know yeah. you know what's funny is I posted yeah. I posted this clip on Twitter um mm-hmm. talking about your your off ball movement. And somebody had said, like, yeah, like he's a good cutter, but like it I these seem drawn up and like you just said like this is this is off the cuff and you could tell after you like obviously the double screen like you said um but just an excellent read 
and on that back screen. And I, yeah. I, I think that one of the things that would surprise people if they're not like super familiar with your game is, you know, like, and we'll get into your shooting a little later. Like you're not necessarily known as a shooter, but the way that you move off the ball, it's almost like sometimes you look like you would have been watching like JJ Reddick or Kyle Korver or something like you're so good at just keeping in constant motion. Is that something that you've always kind of excelled at? Or is that something that you figured out like this year in this system? I would definitely probably give credit to this year in the system because um, I'm glad that you saw that for me this year, because sometimes I feel like I get caught standing or in the corner, especially at Wichita, but we was caught, we was taught so much about screening away and um, flare screens and all those type of screens that um, it just became a habit at some point. Like the screen that Makai set for the back screen, that wasn't part of the play either if I'm remembering right. He just set that because that's something we were taught and, and, and programmed in our brain this whole year. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was a really good play. And, and like that's how NBA teams want to play. Right. right. Like they, they don't want like unless you're in like the Houston James Harden offense. Right. Mm-hmm. Like teams want like that point five, like quick decision. And right. and you're you show that uh, in spades this year. Um, this one, too, I love because even when you're not dunking, you got that little hang time. You got the up and under like your body's very flexible um, in the air. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's and, what I was talking about earlier, like. Um, before I was even dunking, I was really, really, really creative at like layups, up and unders, like all types of crazy layups. So when I was dunking, it just made it even easier. Yeah, you, this is like stuff that you would try to do after watching like, you know, Kyrie or Jordan highlights, right? Like in out in the uh, in the front yard. Um, right. I mean, that's this is a crazy finish. High level of difficulty there. But you also aren't afraid to just like go into contact and um you know finish through somebody's chest and you know here you got Jalen Wilson now on an island you call him away right you want him <laughs> you, you you got him right where you want him hit him with the cross <laughs> right yeah that game was personal for sure <laughs> yeah what was personal about it um well coming out of the portal um they were in my, my top four. It was Arkansas, obviously, Alabama, Kansas, and pretty much Iowa State. And I really liked them. Obviously, they just won a national championship. My boy Bobby Pettiford is from Durham, North Carolina, where I'm from. So I thought that would have been real cool to be over there with him. Um, and obviously, just being in Kansas in general. But um, didn't go the right way. I'm, uh, I just think they chose someone else over me. So... Uh, it definitely took that personal. I, I love to hear it. I, I mean, you know, that's competitive spirit, right? For sure. <laughs> like, and you ended up in an, uh, a great situation and you had a great season. And the reason I love this so much is because even when you attack the hoop hard like that and you end up like not finishing the bucket, you can actually still help your team. And on this possession here, hit them with that pump fake and you got a crazy pump fake. You miss it, but it's the D yeah. Rose assist. That's that right. Derek Rose assist where he would always get to the rim when he was younger, and then you know Joe Kim Noah or Boozer would finish it off. Um, so uh, tell talk to me about your pump fake because I mean you have like you get 
you know, that's him not knowing the scattering report. You want to get downhill, yeah. right? And and you caught him with it. And you caught people with it a lot. Like, you have a, one of the best pump fakes in the draft, I think. Yeah. Uh, outside of, um, you know I'm talking about. Uh, what's his name? Jabari from Texas. Uh, Sir Jabari Rice. Yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> he's, got, he's I, I definitely give his over mine. But outside of his, I feel like mine is definitely one of the more underrated in the country, if not the draft. So, um and I'm pretty sure uh, Jabari shot much better than me this year. I only shot 27% from three, and I was still getting almost everybody with it. So imagine when my shooting <laughs> improves, <laughs> how many people I get with it. And I still get people with it throughout these workouts and things. So uh, it really used to work more for me better because uh, a lot of things I hear is that it looks exactly like my shot. I just bring it right above my head with my same shooting form. Pause it there for a second, wait for them to get off their feet and just attack. Yeah, man. It did uh you got people a lot with it. Um, and I love it. You miss, but again, yeah, you you leave the bucket there for for your teammate, which is important. And this is gonna be the last clip that we watch uh for your finishing. And um, you know, you gotta be able to finish with both hands at the next okay. level, right? And uh you do a really good job. I I think sometimes like guys who look really fluid finishing with their right when it comes time for them to get downhill and use their left they lo look really stiff another pump fake oh i mean yeah. that's 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 pretty uh so have you always had like a good left hand like has that been work um uh to be honest i shouldn't really even say this but my left hand is pretty much better than my right in a lot of ways i dribble better with my left hand for sure uh, I'm stronger going to my left hand when I'm driving and, and moves. Um, and I actually know exactly what happened. Uh, just like going to gyms when my dad was playing um, pickup ball when I was really young and I couldn't play, he would still bring me. And I'd just be on the side and, and shooting on the goals and, and dribbling on the side uh, while they were playing pickup. And I always remember just using my left hand a lot so I could be strong with it um, because I was, I'm obviously right-handed and, I guess it got to a point where I was using it so much that it just got better than my right hand. And um, it still is that way to this day. I honestly put a lot more work in with my, my right now to, to get strong that way. Yeah. It's, and you know, like people are going to try to keep you, they're going to try to weak you probably, especially early on in your career. Maybe mm -hmm. when they're not focused on you as much on the scattering report. Yeah. And I think that's going to be really beneficial. Um, yes. I want to, transition into your mid-range shooting um I, I think that your ability to create a shot especially in that mid-range is, is really impressive uh and i i love this possession you got kevin mcculler kevin mcculler is one of the best defenders in the in college basketball you have him on an island and it's this subtle little like that pound dribble right there that freezes yeah. them, and then you just rise up. So take me through this possession. What do you? How do you size guys up like this? Um, the one thing about my mid range that I love, um, I feel like it's unguardable. Um, I, I I jump really high on it. Plus, I have a high release, so it's just like uh, it's a matter of time of of getting my my feet right, position my body position right, and. Um, just releasing it. That's why. That's why I feel like I shot it so much because I just feel like it was an unguardable shot. Um, like that's a, it looks like a good contest, but I mean, not being cocky or anything, I really don't even see him honestly. I mean, until like I'm coming down. So 
yeah, I wish I was even more consistent with it this year, but it's definitely a go-to shot. Yeah, I, I love how you said, like, you don't even see him. Because one of the things, um, you know, I've been talking about with with scorers is that, you know, people always talk about, like, space creation, like, how much space can they, they create? You could do that, but I talk about guys who can get to their spots. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you get to your spots, like, sometimes it doesn't even matter if you have a hand in your face, like – because you're dictating the action. So even if it looks contested, like that's still a clean look for you, right? All right. Exactly. And that's yeah. what some people don't understand. Um, well, not everybody understands everybody's game. Like some shots that look hard is really easy. And, and some shots that look easy is really hard to some people. It's always vice versa. So uh, definitely mid-range shot, uh, that's usually not a problem. Yeah, and you have it like in these ISO situations. Gigi Jackson is a big dude, right? You shoot right over him there, um, and you could get to it in multiple situations. Like here, it, it's going to be kind of like a drop coverage, like almost like ice icing you to the sideline, and they can't play off of you like that. Right? Uh, yeah, teams that play drop coverages a lot. Uh, Coach actually encouraged me and um, Dio Davis, another good mid range shooter, to to not necessarily rely on the mid-range. You want to always want us to get downhill, but he, he will always tell us that it's there before the game. So uh, the night before or a couple of days before we knew he was playing a team and drop coverage, I always work on it with my, my guy, my GA. Uh, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, like, I, I think you need, like, that in-between game. Like, for somebody like you who's, like, so good at the rim, like, you have to be able to mix it up so you don't become predictable, right? Oh, so like yeah, so this is a big this is a big shot for you to have in your arsenal, and a lot of a lot of big men in the league they they play that that drop coverage um, here too. This is this is really crafty. Um, so once you get the ball here, uh, you're almost gonna like snake the screen, and and like you get to that the SEC logo on it to to create space. Like I feel like your most underrated skill is your is like your handle. Like you handle the ball like a point guard. Um, Thank you. I, I yeah. really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't. Like said, a lot of people don't see it, and literally every, almost every level I've been to, Wichita said the same thing when I got there, and Arkansas said the exact same thing when I got to there. So they don't. I guess people don't see film or just don't realize it until I get to the destination. Yeah, I think like sometimes when you have the reputation as somebody like who's like crazy athletic sometimes you underrate like the skills that come along with being like you know uh, a full basketball player but yeah your your handle is crazy um who are some of the guys that you watched growing up that like helped you devand- uh, develop it uh jamal crawford okay uh i used to love when people said i play like jamal crawford it always made me smile <laughs> uh i used to watch a lot of highlights of him early on um still do a little bit but um definitely him um for handles yeah uh, that was definitely the main guy yeah i mean jamal crawford is one of my favorite players ever like i grew up as a bulls fan so you know when he was coming up watching that on like league pass or staying up when I was in high school, seeing what, what, what he could do with the ball. And then like that skill level, his ability to use it to leverage, get into shots. I mean, he played, he, he could still be 
playing if if he wanted to probably. I think, I think he I, I went. Why he, doesn't. <laughs> he he went for fifty. I think in his last game, like that. That's you know he's crazy. Shout out to to Jamal Crawford. Um, and again, like I, you know, we mentioned it earlier, like your movement, um, shooting. Uh, like I love how smooth you look when you're coming off like pin downs, and you confidently just get right into that shot. Like again, like not known as a shooter, but you have all of the skills of somebody who is a really good shooter. Like this is like something that UConn would run for Jordan Hawkins. You know what yeah, I mean? But I had a three point line for sure. Um, so uh, again, like for, for somebody like you, you know, you said like maybe this year, the system, it just looks so natural. It's like, it, was there any other teams that you ever played on that like asked you to do any of this stuff? Um, well, I definitely shot a lot of curl shots at, um, my first high school that I went to, Northern Durham, first two years, we ran flex offense. So coming off to the elbow, shot was always open. And like I said earlier, my, my high release point and mid-range in high school. So like, it was definitely easier even then. So uh, a mid-range, I shot a lot of those shots here in high school and that kind of carried on. Yeah, it looks smooth. It's, I mean, high, repeatable, unblockable. Now, you know, the questions that, the next level, um, you know, you said it, you, you shot 27% from three this year, you know, are, are going to be your, your three point shot. And I, I think that, you know, when, as somebody who has the ball in their hands, who can create their own offense um, and plays in, in ball screens, uh, I think teams are early on are going to, you know, try to get you to punish unders. Um, so it, how much has shooting kind of been a focus for you uh, throughout this pre-draft process? Uh, that's about 99% of the work, honestly. Uh, ever since I've been in Miami, um, we lost in Sweet 16 to UConn, obviously. I think I had like a week off and I was straight to Miami. Uh, worked out six days a week, two times a day, except on Wednesday, um, straight shooting um, and, and lifting as well. So. That's all I've been focused on. Brought the ball a little lower on my release uh, for my three-pointer at least and um, brought my left hand more off the ball. So it's a smooth release with a better rotation. Uh, feels a lot better. Um, looks a lot better. More important. Uh, I wouldn't say that's more important. It feels a lot better. Uh, <laughs> and it goes in. So I'm really excited to see what it's going to look like um, into into summer league and, and, and my next games where I actually have a referee but it's, it's going in right now for sure. Yeah. I, sometimes it looked like, I, I like you said the your left hand placement, cause sometimes it, it almost looked like that Joe Kim Noah release sometimes um, from, from three. But one of the things that I like with guys who have shooting as a, an improvement area is the fact that you're willing to shoot them and keep the defense honest. So like, even here, like, 20 seconds on the shot clock you're at the logo you're still letting it fly like you're not afraid to let it fly right like right. I, that and that's big um because you know when you get to some of the other shots that we see you capable of making like it's not like you're not capable of making those shots you hit some pretty tough like high level nba shots we're gonna see one of them here like off this combo i mean that's tough all right <laughs> No, nah, like um, part of the problem was I just I want to be so good of a shooter. Like I put in so much work this year just to like try to perfect my shot. 
in the most comfortable way. And I think I ended up changing it three times. I had it one way in the beginning, I changed it, and then I went back to the other way, or it was one of those uh, scenarios. So that was definitely part of, uh, of the problem as well. But um, yeah, for sure, I was still shooting them. Um, I always had the confidence. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and like, I, I mean, man, that footwork, you know, like even if the, the, the stuff up top, you know, needs work, like yeah. that footwork is, you know, that's top level stuff. Um, that's, that's legit shot making. And, uh, again, like you're switching it up, you're making these guys think so knocking that stuff down is important, but even, even so like, you know, that, that's stuff that you're probably going to have to be in the league a couple of years before you know yeah. teams let you yeah. shoot it but right sure. away i i think with the the mechanical improvements that you're talking about mm. spotting up knocking shots down i i think you're going to be able to do that early on especially here from the corner this looks good like this almost looks like your mid-range release like you get some air on it um ant black places that ball just about as perfectly as you possibly can mm -hmm. what was it like playing with him uh amazing uh really good guy on the court and um, we became very close off the court as well. So um, really good guy. That's what I, what I stand on from the beginning. He's a really good person. And um, on the court, he, uh, yeah, like you said, he knows how to put the ball in the spot if it's a lob or, or uh, not really a catch and shoot because we won't hit many of those. <laughs> but he could definitely pat, uh, give him a lot of credit on like advancing the ball. He, he gave me a lot of advanced passes, him and Devo. Uh, for like my transition dunks, like when I look at my highlights, it's kind of both of them just passing up to me. So he yeah. knew how to advance the ball for sure. Yeah, um, he's answer a great passer, and uh, you know it's funny. I've been asking some of the guys like who I watch work out, like oh who who in the the top of the draft, like who is you know one of the toughest guys you had to deal with, and they're like yo Ant Black, that kid, he can go, um, and and. I think that was really, it seems like that was your whole team. Like you guys just seem like you had a bunch of competitors who were just always looking to, you know, like put pressure on the rim, get into guys defensively. And um, you were a pretty young team uh, and, you know, with a bunch of high end talent. So getting you guys to all mesh together and, and, and perform and, and have a good deep run, really impressive. Um, now I want to talk about another aspect of your game that that's definitely underrated and that's your playmaking. There we go. You know, like you look at the assist numbers and I think you average almost three assists a game this year, which is like pretty good. Um, but when you also put it in the context that like you're playing with and you're playing with, you know, Nick Smith when he was healthy, uh, you know, Jordan's a, a guy who could pass the ball a little bit. Like everybody shared the wealth. Um, this time you're giving it back to uh, to Ant and, and he goes up and, and gets it. Like we've seen it with the dribble. We're we're gonna see it and we're seeing it now with the, the passing. Like, did you grow up playing point guard? I definitely did on some teams. Um my brother always gets mad at me, my middle brother. Shout out to him. He always wants me to play point guard. I'm like, you gotta understand <laughs> it's not really my my position to say that. I mean, I guess I could suggest it, but I'm usually playing with some some shorter guys, or in this case, a guy like Anthony Black coming in. So, was never really no room for me. But uh, hopefully, a couple years in the league, um, I wouldn't mind playing point guard and, and um, being in that role. I definitely think I have the 
the the handles for it and and the high IQ for it as well. You have really good passing jobs. You never get sped up. Play with good pace. I love the vision here. Um, I love the kick. You know, you don't get the assist, but it's still like a a, a really great pass, a really great read. It's a great read. You know, from an NBA perspective, because that weak side corner, the the ability to shift the defense like that is really important. Um, and again, like that extra little dribble into the paint, that hesitation, the change of pace, it's just so smooth. Uh, so when you're operating out of ball screens, like what are you reading uh, on the court? Like how are you reading the defense? How are you, you know, reading your teammates uh, in their spots? Uh, how do you approach ball screens? Uh, approach it trying to get downhill first, uh, just reading the big, see how his feet are, uh, see if he's dropping or sliding or more aggressive. Uh, for example, Texas A&M, they were really aggressive off the ball screen, so it was hard to really do anything with that other than pass it or draw a foul. But um, other than that, I'm looking for the roll. Um, I made a couple good pick and roll passes this year uh, with Makai and Jalen and, and a couple of the bigs. Um, and I really, I was really doing good with it um, when we had Brazil on the pick and pop. Mm. I, I was really liking that, but. Um, also, something that I learned, shout out to Anthony Black, was um, the the corner passes as well and skip passes. I got really better with that um, towards the end of the year. So um, those are the three um, that I'm pretty comfortable with right now. Yeah, you talk about hitting the roll. I thought you did a really good job hitting your rollers. Uh, this one right here, again, you go left. like You get them with the little you, – you're a threat in the mid-range, so they got to kind of come out mm -hmm. when you leave your feet, right? And uh, it, it's an easy drop-off. It looks – easier than than it is but the rest of your game kind of opens it it up because you know you, you're a downhill threat so they got to kind of try to somewhat meet you at the level and you can pull the mid-range so it opens right. up the, there's no help at the rim uh really crafty uh really really slick stuff and um we'll see another one here where you're gonna use your your left hand in a a, a live dribble uh again you said you're you're better with your your left hand um but even still, like the fact that you could pass with both hands is going to be something that I think is really going to help you at the next level. Cause it, in, in the NBA, right? Like every split second kind of matters. Uh, and, and this is really slick. Cause it's not even, you know, the, the fact that like you got to slide it in there between multiple defenders, like fitting it through tight windows. Like, uh, you know, where does the confidence come from as a passer? Like, is that instilled with you from the coaching staff to, to have that freedom, um, you know, uh, where you're kind of allowed to make these kind of reads? Um, yeah, I was just, um, like I said earlier, uh, one of the coaches that made it, I don't remember if it was Muscleman or one of them that they didn't know I was as comfortable uh, using the ball screens as I was. So when I was able to show that, he definitely put me in more ball screens because at first I was kind of just coming off of down screens and pin downs and things like that. But when he knew I was more comfortable there, he let me come off of, of ball screens and it just expanded my game even more to make reads and, and find my own shot. I love that. Um, he seems like a guy who is just going to empower all of his players to, you know, maximize their potential. Uh, this is another, like... Um, <clears throat> NBA type set. It's like a Spain pick and roll type of thing. And you don't get the assist here. I mean, the ball, the ball doesn't even go in, but like, this is the kind of stuff that I think at the next level, like being able to hit the pass, that's going to get the the next guy open. Right. Like that's, that's really important too. Uh, and again, we see you hit the roll and, you know, Kai makes a great 
like tap out basically to Jordan for the corner. Um, so uh, what's it like playing with like a bunch of guys who are such quick decision makers with the ball? Uh, it was amazing. Had so much different talents on this team. It was crazy. Um, definitely one of the best teams I ever played on. Um, and yeah, it was, it was real fun to be able to make all those different reads and play with those different type of guys. Um, yeah, it was, it was a great year. Blessed forever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, when the ball's moving and everybody's willing to give it up, like it just brings an energy to the team because, you know, the ball might find its way back to you. Uh, but then when you're not in ball screens too, like you are really crafty with that handle. You put a lot of pressure on the rim. Uh, you averaged, I think, six, six and a half free throws a game this year. Um, and you got those little drop-off passes to your big there. Those like quick improvisational reads are... <clears throat> You know, those are pretty pretty hard reads to make at the last second. How do you time like when to make the pass? Like here, I think is a no look. Even uh, you know, what are you trying to fool the defender with your eyes there? Yeah, when I was really younger, I used to throw like a, a lot of no look passes, and um, kind of well, kind of my old career. But it started at a young age. Obviously, used to actually kind of throw my head to the side. I don't really do that anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I do a lot of no look passes. I learned that it definitely helps throw to the defenders. Although obviously, if you look in one way, they're gonna be they're gonna try to anticipate it and then don't realize that the person is obviously on the other side. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Um, and sometimes you gotta you gotta bring the flash out, right? Like right. so. <laughs> some sometimes you gotta be you gotta be flashy with it. Get gets people hyped up. Um, and again, here just showing your threat as a driver to the rim in um, how defenses like how seriously defenses took that. This is a, a definitely a set you'll see at the next level where you come off like the, those DHOs uh, defender helps off the strong corner. So maybe, you know uh, you might not see that as often in the NBA, but you see how, how many shirts come to close off your drive at the hoop. So how do you feel like that ability to get to the rim all of the time put so much pressure how do you see defenses react like that and like um yeah this playmaking like how much does that help you uh you know with your playmaking ability a thousand percent um just being one of the top scorers in the sec this year and having being on the top of the list for for everybody's game plan pretty much uh i knew defenses were going to collapse and couldn't force shots all the time and really didn't want to. So I had to make the open pass. So uh, just being able to read defenses and, and watch film of how, how teams collapse. Like Tennessee is a real aggressive team, but really aggressive on defense. Physical. So, yeah, very physical. That's that's definitely the word for them. <laughs> so uh, definitely know it, had to know how to, uh, to, to find open men. Um, so let's talk about like, you know, the, the next step the NBA level um who are like some of the guys that you're looking to you know step on the court with at the the next level and compete against um well I definitely want to play against my favorite players my favorite players right now are um Luca and Katie so definitely want to experience being on the court against them and and guarding them as well um not one of those guys is gonna come out and say hey yeah I'm gonna get KD forty. I'm a lot. <laughs> they're my favorite players for a reason. I I know they're great. Yeah, um, but I'm definitely looking forward to competing out there and giving them my best. What do you like about uh, Luca's game? 
Uh, just how smooth he is. Um, I, I just, when I look at the favorite players I had, they're all smooth, uh, smooth scorers, smooth, smooth operators. So love his step back. I used to use it a lot. Uh, Muscleman really didn't want me to <laughs> shoot step backs like that. The only time I really got to use them was in the shot clock situation. So I uh, really love this step back. Um, and then KD just, he's been my favorite player longer, obviously, for a couple years now. So, um, it's just like I said, smooth his willingness to, to score and nobody can affect his shot. Um and yeah, he a dog too. So I yeah. uh I went to the the toe on the line playoff game and uh I've never oh, seen it. Okay. I've never I've never yeah. seen anybody play basketball at a higher level than KD that that night going at Giannis. Like we were in the stands, and every time the ball would like just leave his fingertips, like we were like, it you knew it was going in. Like he was locked in in a way that I never seen anybody be locked in on the. I didn't know you like, <laughs> you, like seeing that in person versus watching on TV is is crazy. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what do you think you could bring to an NBA team during you know your rookie season? Just my dog mentality, first off, just, just being a dog, staying hungry, doing everything that my coaching teammates wants um, to win the game. Um, I think that's going to be key and, and help me succeed and stay on the roster. So um, starting with that and then just like getting out in transition, showing my athleticism um, and, when, and with my improved shot, just hitting knockdown shots, like you said earlier. Don't think I'm going to be out there shooting step back threes and things like that, but with the shooting improvements that I that I've shown, I think I'm gonna have the ability to to hit down open shots when when they're presented. Where does the dog mentality come from? I feel like, you know, you were a guy who uh, our our site actually we covered you in the preseason as a guy who we thought was going to be a breakout candidate. Um, but where does that like dog mentality? Like, do you feel like you're like an underdog in some ways, like um, do, do you have like a chip on your shoulder that, that you have from maybe you developed at Wichita state or in high school? Most definitely. Um, um, if you knew it or not, uh, I had no high major offers out of high school. Uh, I had around 20 to 21 mid major offers. So I was blessed for sure. Cause some people didn't have that, but I always felt like, um, uh, I was just as good as my peers, if, if not better. Um, that were ranked higher and getting the the better offers, even in my state, um, not just the country. So, uh, going to, going to Wichita State, a team full of dogs. Those are my brothers to this day. We still talk all the time. Um, everybody was sort of kind of in the same situation. Um, didn't really have no no big offers. Just came there and and, and came together as one. And uh, that's definitely a school full of dogs. So being there two years helped me even more. And just come to Arkansas, like um, to SEC school. This is this is where I always want to be in a in a, in a power five conference, like Arkansas. So it's it's always gonna be it's always gonna be a chill with my shirt. What was the like big difference in in competition or in like level of was there any difference in level of competition going from Wichita State, you know, to to Arkansas? Because your numbers went up this season. Like you got better as a player. Um, do you was there anything like that you noticed was the game faster? I'm not gonna lie. I need to spend more time and think about this question because 
the AAC is not a bad conference. Like it's so underrated, so slept on. Memphis, Houston, mm-hmm. uh, SMU, Cincinnati. Like we have so many good teams, physical, older guys. Like it was a really good conference. Um, not gonna step out of line and say it was better or at the same level as the SEC because I'm not sure about that. But it's definitely slept on, and, and the top teams in that league could definitely compete with the top teams in, in other conferences around the country. So. Um, no, you're right. I went to a bunch of AAC games this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, like Houston's, they were one of the best yeah. teams in the country. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I went to a bunch of Temple games. They got guys who could who right. uh, oh. Craig Porter Jr. In, on My Wichita guy. State. Like he's yeah. he, he's he's going to be a pro. Um, yeah, that conference for sure is, is 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 tough. So you're right though. Like, and I think you see a lot of the the top and guys who come out of those conferences like you know they they weren't like told maybe how great they were every day necessarily like some of the top guys maybe did and they they have that extra that that x factor that you know kind of helps them buy into a role in the league and and thrive so um you get into play you know in in the mid major and the high major and i think it's going to be a, that those experiences are really going to benefit you at uh the next level um Sure. Yeah. So, all right. I mean, we covered. Uh, I mean, the whole gamut of your offensive game. I I appreciate you coming, chopping it up, and, and breaking it down, talking about you know your experience, your process. Uh, so, what's next for you? What do you got coming up in the next couple of weeks before the draft? Uh, well, I have another three peak next week. I have Atlanta on Monday, Cleveland Tuesday, Pistons Thursday. Then I end off with. Uh, Celtics on the Tuesday before the draft. So I'm um, busy man right now. Um, been nonstop pretty much since Sweet 16. So, but it's worth it. Um, just trying to hear my name called um, 22nd and dream come true. Absolutely. We're uh, at No Ceilings. We're rooting for that. Appreciate you coming to chop it up, man. And, um, you know, good luck with the rest of the process. I appreciate you.